And I know that like a lot of people are trying to advocate for like we should destigmatize how you know having sex is this like shameful thing, and so yeah. therefore we should talk about it and stuff like that. But I think that something is a little bit lost in the romance of like Beans. what the Christians, you know, like not having sex till marriage. Not saying you should not have sex till marriage or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that. In, like there's like you know sex therapists and like sex coaches and like people we talk to that just talk about it so casually like it should be a normal part of the conversation and i get that to a degree because we don't want to have all this shame around sex yeah but i wonder if there is something to be said for like when you don't want to listen to your favorite album like every day when you first discover your favorite album you might listen to it a whole bunch of times over and over but then like you don't want to be talking about your favorite album. You don't want, you don't want to be listening to it all the time. You got to save it for the special moment so that it is kind of sacred, quote yeah. unquote. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that with sex. Hello, everyone. Hello. It's the Dana and the Wolf podcast. Welcome. With your host, Dana and, and the Daniel Wolf. Wolf. I feel like we always cut each other off in the we intro. We do. We always want a very clean intro and it never goes that way. But anyway, today we want to talk about communication and if too much communication can uh can kill the romance in other words. Yeah. Can you over communicate in a relationship? Yeah, so can basically it kill the romance. Polyamory is pretty much about communication. It's just about like being super open with how you feel and what you're looking for and what you want out of life. And we're polyamorous and yes. it takes a lot of communication to do it correctly. And most polyamorous people are very good communicators and that's yes. like kind of what they're known for. And like, there's no other way about it. Unless you're one of those people that had a run in with a, a non-monogamous or, or polyamorous person and it ruined your entire outlook on polyamory or non-monogamy because they actually were just liars and cheaters uh, that called themselves polyamorous, which actually happens to a lot of people. And which is really sad, too, because then they get such a bad like opinion of it as a whole. And it was really just like one asshole guy that wasn't doing Dana, it Dana, right. you got to talk into the microphone. Oh, so sorry. I'm just what you hear closer. is what you get. Anyway, more about communication. So we're going to actually take callers um from tiktok live got 167 176 people in there right now okay if you're watching on tiktok live we want to talk about over can you over communicate in a relationship go to our link in bio and we'll take your call right now on the podcast we're gonna have people contributing their opinions yep let's do um, it well, well let's start a little bit with oh we got somebody hello hey. hi hey how you guys doing Good. Welcome to the podcast. Do you have an opinion? Yes. So, happy to be on. Love you guys, uh, and thanks for calling. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Thank you for calling. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think the premise of over-communication, like killing romance, um, I, I guess my question to that would be, in, in what way... Uh, does this premise come up? What way do you feel that over-communicating kills romance? And then I can I, I can better assert my premise. The whole, uh, you know, what is romance? I mean, obviously we see it in the movies and we see 
you know, the candlelit dinner and the, the, you know, getting the woman getting swept off her feet is like the traditional thing. And, and sometimes you don't need words and you're able to just, but it seems like the communication, the over communication, it's like, it's kind of like, can words kill romance? It, you know, in an, in a way it's very similar to like when we watch game of Thrones and at the end of Game of Thrones, they, like, talk about what happened. That's and, a perfect example. And at the end of the episode, they, like, explain what happened. In the episode you in just the episode. watched. And it's like they don't really add anything. It just sort of kills the romance of, like, the, a little bit of the mystery, a little bit of the, like, you're interpreting it for yourself and you want to see how it full unfolds in the long run and you don't need to describe everything along the way as it goes yeah um which could happen in a relationship if you over communicate sometimes about what your desires even when you're just first starting to date yeah sometimes if you say everything that you you want you're, you want in a person or what you're looking for or need or like and what things you like sometimes it just kind of kill yeah it sort of kills the mystery of like discovering things together um i mean even Perfect. yeah what were we gonna say so i i think we're i think we're on the same premise that the the over-communicating kills mystery, and in killing the mystery, it potentially kills the romance, or at least the idea of romance that we have in our minds. Yeah. So if we're in agreement that that is the premise, um, this is what I would say to address it. Over-communication too early in a relationship, so like if you're starting a new relationship with a new partner, mm. yes, absolutely, um, because you can come off as awkward and weird and not being able to leave the room in the moment. So in those situations, yes. Over-communication with a long-time partner, on the other hand, I don't think that necessarily kills the romance because at that point in time, how much mystery is left with a partner that you've been with for 10, 15, 20 years, um, especially one that you're in a polyamorous relationship with, and what you want to try to avoid is getting into those situations where if you have feelings that start to arise, I noticed earlier people were asking you about jealousy and you said that's a whole other episode and those feelings can arise in polyamorous relationships. Yeah, Those are things that you need to discuss because if you don't discuss them, then you can start to craft um, scenarios in your own head that don't necessarily match the reality of what's going on. Um, yes, agreed. So I don't think it necessarily... Yeah, so I don't think it necessarily kills uh, romance, even if it gets rid of some of the mystery, because what you ultimately end up doing is you make yourself a little bit more vulnerable and you replace mystery with intimacy with your partner, um, which ultimately creates a higher level of romance. At least that's my personal experience. I think that's a good opinion. Um, I, I think I, I think I totally agree with you what you're saying and, and it's sort of like after you go through the honeymoon phase which is like the first year or two or three or whatever you know you go from like the dopamine you know kick of that to like the deeper romantic love to the uh, oxytocin or whatever it is and, and to like getting to know a person and it gets a, it, you know it's, it's a deeper love um, I think that like the issue I think more so like so yes there is the distinction to be made between the the first I agree with you about how like you can over if you over communicate on the first, you know, in the beginning stages, that could kind of kill the romance. And then but even in the even in the later stages, I guess the problem is there's no line, you know, to draw for over communication. But the problem I have is, is a lot of polyamorous people think that communication is like 
kind of always the answer. And the thing is, is communication can never, there is no line. It's like kind of infinite. Like there is no, um, in fact, like you could accidentally like miscommunicate because you're over communicating. Like, I think that people value communication so highly that like sometimes you think you're helping but maybe you're not like maybe you're not doing a right the right balance of like using your intuition and using your words yeah so i think like like more so like the argument that we're that you and me are on the same page about dana is that um a lot of people in the polyamorous community constantly are talking about communication communication and i think it's just so arbitrary though because it's like what you know over communication like to us like it seems like we do the right amount of communication because otherwise we would do more if we thought we needed to do more yeah. or do less but that but like so just arguing for communication in general i think is is a weird yeah for me like i guess i just thought of something when i go on like a first date or even it could be a few dates in like and everything seems laid out. Like, let's say the person talks about their preferences, you know, in a relationship or in bed or whatever. And then I talk about my preferences in a relationship or in bed or whatever. It's like, I leave that when I'm there in the moment, I'm like, wow, this is great. Okay. We're like being really open and talking through this. And it's great to know all this information. And then when I leave that date, I often feel like, well, it's done. Like I have already learned it all. It's like, it feels like almost in, uh, in describing what they want, what I want and what it's going to look like. I no longer want to go on the ride because I'm like, room for there's no exciting, like, I wonder if, or like what's going to happen or how they're going to feel about this. It's more like, Oh, we just kind of laid out what it's going to look like if we date. And then you're kind of like, I don't know. But, but not only that, but like with you and me, we thought we knew each other or we thought maybe we knew ourselves and it's not like we tried to under communicate or anything in the beginning, but mm-hmm. like we changed. Oh yeah. Like for each other, for ourselves. And just with like, alongside just, each other. Yeah. So like, you know, I think people are so certain of themselves these days. Yeah. They're like, this is like, exactly the type of person I'm looking for. And like I don't want to be anything. Like, wait, like when, I would want to be adaptable. I want to be changeable. And when people you know? ask like what are you looking for? I at this point I say nothing. I'm not looking for anything. Like I'm I don't have any set like prerequisites. I don't right. need anything. Cuz you may think you need something. And then you could meet life, the complete opposite of like, that literally, and fall in love and it might be great well, for you. Well the whole point of like when you get that dopamine kick of that honeymoon phase is that it's unpredictable. Like that is what makes the rats go crazy for the dopamine, for you know, for the cocaine right. or whatever, is that it's unpredictable when it comes. When it's predictable, when it's something that you think you want and then you get it, it's going to be boring. Right. So like the fact that it's unpredictable and that you're going to change because of it is what life is about, you know? So like saying communicating your needs and your boundaries and like I understand of course there's like uh, by the way, thank you so much for calling. I didn't mean to keep you keep you hanging <laughs> on, hang, hanging on the line so much there. No, no yeah. it's perfectly fine. Um just one quick follow-up. I think sure. the key word you said in there was intuition. Too. Yeah. And communication should be a two-way street. Understanding sometimes when your partner doesn't want to or is not capable of communicating, if you're throwing information at them, if you're dumping on them because you feel the need to communicate, that's not productive communication. Right. And then that will definitely kill romance in a relationship. So, I mean, 
understanding that is, is good as well. But just quick example, sometimes if my wife and I are in a fight, like, and it's at bedtime, I'm the sort of person who needs to go to bed and get a good night's rest before we address that. Sometimes she needs to address it right then and there. Depending on the situation, sometimes we do. Sometimes I need my good night's rest. But I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's a really good point. Understand when it's right. That, that's, that's a part of it too. But otherwise, I think you guys are spot on and having that ability to adapt. Uh, I think that's why people like to listen to you guys. So, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. That's a really thanks, good point. And thanks for your call. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Um, uh, all right. I, wait, I had a thought. Well, first, I loved what he said about the, like... Going to bed. Yeah, because that both of those situations, I totally agree with. Like, most of the time, Daniel and I will, if we have, like, a fight or we have something, we will talk about it before, like, we'll finish that fight before bed. Mm. Um, but there are scenarios... Where like um, so you can use bed or you can use food as another example. So like sometimes we'll be in a fight, but we both know we're hungry, and so a lot of times we'll try to like keep fighting and and, and like one of us at some point will be like, we need to go eat now, and we should not talk about this until we have food in our stomach. Mm. And we'll both go eat, and we kind of just let it drop. We go eat, and then all of a sudden we're so much more reasonable when we talk about the thing we're arguing about again, because the truth is when you, when you're sleep deprived or when you're starving, like you, your anger and your patience and like all those levels like are very different. So I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that as far as like the people who advocate for like communicating, you know, it's like something, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're hangry, you got no, it was just an interesting eat, yeah. point that he made. It was a fun, yeah. fun little tidbit, but yeah, for sure. Something else I was going to bring up, um, was with social media or, um, social media. Sure. But like also, uh, dating apps. So like the communication level of dating apps too, is a, another like kind of mystery killer. I feel like. So like when I go on field and see everybody talking about exactly what they want in bed, I'm like literally no longer interested because I'm looking for a, like a emotional connection before anything else. And so just having to put myself in the mindset of being like picturing this person doing the things it wants to do, I'm just like turned off because it's already jumping to images of sex when I'm like first focused on finding like a emotional connection and i know that like a lot of people are trying to advocate for like you know we should destigmatize how you know having sex is this like shameful thing and so yeah. therefore we should talk about it and stuff like that but i think that something is a little bit lost in the romance of like Beans. what the christians you know like not having sex till i'm not saying you should not have sex till marriage or whatever you know i'm not saying that but i'm saying like you know um people uh like making sex to be like as normalized or like, or just talk about sex so normally, like all the time. Um, or like, in like there's like, you know, sex therapists and like sex coaches and like people we talk to that just talk about it so casually, like it should be a normal part of the conversation. And I get that to a degree because we don't want to have all this shame around sex. Yeah. But I wonder if there is something to be said for like, when you don't want to listen to your favorite album like every day because you want to really have the magic you want to save your favorite album when you first discover your favorite album you might listen to it a whole bunch of times over and over but then like you don't want to be talking about your favorite album you want you don't want to be listening to it all the time you got to save it for the special moment so that it is kind of sacred quote yeah. unquote i don't know maybe there's something to that with sex 
I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I, I almost wish that there was no conversation of sex for, for quite a while before, when dating. If you're dating for an emotional connection, like, you know, if it's it, not. It takes the I'm magic ref- away. Yeah, I'm not referring to, like, if you're trying to find, like, a uh, like a one-night stand situation or if you're, like, swinging. Like, I'm not referring to that, but obviously. Yeah, but. like, the one, the all the, the relationships of all of them I, that I've had, the ones that like sex occurred naturally without talking about it have been the most magical. And I there's think, a difference in like the actual physical touch that happens, the like the magic feeling. Yeah, like Whereas if I it, never talked to, to anyone about like what kind of touch do we want or whatever, if there is a touch, it's just exciting. It's just like you don't know, like you don't know what's going on, they don't know what's going on, and that's the exciting part. Like when you know exactly what they're okay with and what you're okay with and all these levels, like it's, there's just something that just doesn't give that same spark. I I mean, maybe it's like, you know, when you're training to um, be an athlete, like maybe when you go skiing at first, there's like a magic to it. But then if you really want to become like a master at skiing, you have to learn all of the parts and you have to talk about it and it has to become your life and everything. So maybe like the sex experts, you know, yeah. out there, I, I guess it's like talk. Sure. Sure. They're going to talk about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I guess if your goal is to be like an amazing communication communicator or amazing, like, you know, sex God or something. <laughs> Do you think that's what they want to be? Sex gods? Who doesn't want to be a sex god? Hello. Welcome to the doing? podcast. Hey. What's going on? Not a lot. Just hanging out on a couch. Do you I have hear that. I hear that. <laughs> do you have any input on the yeah. communication situation? Yeah, um, from personal experience, um, me and my wife had gotten together probably and married within six months of knowing each other. And oh, I wow. Kind of, uh, dropped the ball. And uh, I, 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 I don't know another way of putting it other than uh, I guess what the first caller was saying was just kind of Caught her by surprise, kind of. Uh, okay. Took a lot of the romance out, shocked her, uh, and it, it set us back quite a bit. So I felt like uh, over communicating in the beginning of a relationship instead of like maybe easing into it or. Mm. I, I guess, you know, it, 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 it caught her off guard. Um, Anything you want to, any examples you want to share? <laughs> What was that? Any examples you want to share? Just to give us an idea of like an example of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we were talking probably within the first month of our marriage where I had uh, brought up maybe possibly bringing other people or, or going out on dates together. And uh, I mean, she was so caught off guard that, you know, it, it just killed romance at home. Mm. Um so you mean you brought up polyamory too soon with her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think us jumping forward and getting married as quickly without actually getting to know each other, I think was, a, and then here she thought she had me to herself, I guess, in a weird way. Yeah. And then six months later, she's getting caught with, oh, he doesn't love me. He, he, mm. uh, you know, I'm not enough for him. Right. Or, or yeah. So you see, it's almost like you under communicated and then you over communicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit on both sides there. But here we are. I mean, ten years later now, 
Um, oh, wow. We thought, yeah, yeah, no, ten, 10 years later, here we are. Um, we thought maybe a, a swing lifestyle was going to be more a thing. And we actually found that, uh, like Danny was saying earlier, um, finding out more about somebody before getting into a sexual relationship is way more, way more fulfilling than just going out and having these one night stands. So getting to know somebody before even, even thinking about the bedroom is much more involved and, and, and it, it, it's just more rewarding. Yeah. So being able to go out together and experience these dates with one or another couple or anything, it is just, but I mean, it, it took 10 years of communicating before. <laughs> yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, totally understand that. Well, that's actually an amazing story. That's great. I'm glad you guys are still together and, and, and that it works so well and that even when you miscommunicate or over communicate or under communicate, it still can work out. I think we have a similar story where, you know, we didn't do everything right. We didn't do everything the best way. And we had some miscommunications yeah. and some over and, and under we also moved in together too soon. Yeah. And we were miserable for a lot of it. Yeah. But we made we just it through. Ass- yeah. We assumed too much would like be like kind of like, a, not a big deal even though yeah. deep down we felt like we probably shouldn't move in we just kind of ignored that and uh <laughs> so that's the thing is like things like that can happen and then you can just work through it and uh as long as both people are willing to like keep talking about it and keep like learning what's going on with each person it, it works out but it can work out yeah it, it can it, it it definitely gets better i mean I would say about five years and we actually split up for almost a, a year and a half, two years and then realized that dating people without each other sucks. I mean, <laughs> people are wild. People are crazy. I completely and agree. If, if we did it together and we actually had like somebody to talk to afterwards, huh. whatever the conversation or meeting other people made everything way more relaxed. It, it made it more fun. Um, Interesting. It, most, most of the time people, people just, Suck. I yeah. Mean, people suck. Nowadays, it's just not what it used to be. <laughs> I definitely know what you mean. How funny that like your <laughs> so your your relationship kind of works because you are seeing other people. Like, is that kind of what you're saying a little bit? It it, uh, it definitely is. I mean, if if we had to deal with each other on a normal basis, twenty four seven, I mean, we ultimately would still still be together. But it would just it just wouldn't be. I don't know. Yeah. Fun. I mean, yeah. it, it does add a little bit more of excitement and and conversation topics and and continuing uh, communication. I mean, do you feel uh, like you guys grow more in this situation too, as people, because of like meeting other people and talking about it together? And like, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think I think leaps and bounds. A lot of the people that we surround ourselves with, we see their. Uh, relationships and these these uh, hoops that they're jumping through, and we just kind of we laugh, and we uh, it's just hmm. it, social media. I think is destroyed. I know you're you're touching on uh, social media and like dating apps. Yeah, I mean everything is just so out there nowadays that you, you don't just everybody's so quick to just jump the gun and leave and go find somebody else. And do, mm-hmm. but being able to do other things with the same person 
it, it just it makes life it's, easier. It's rewarding. Yeah. To yeah to stick with. And it feels like you're still on the journey of life, but you just have a partner the entire time. Where I think sometimes when people get married and settle down and and they're monogamous, it's just sort of kind of like the end. It's like born like. I don't know. Like, obviously, there's still areas of life that you can grow and like work towards. But one of the main, per- like, one of the best parts of life is like love and and connecting with new people. And like, you kind of that kind of ends sometimes when, depending on the monogamy, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I agree with you. I think I should be polyamorous as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think at this day and age, it, 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 it's becoming more and more, I, I want to say almost fake on a financial standpoint, where people are using it as a, a, a financial gain to like uh, be able to even afford to live in certain areas that they live. And I feel like that takes a lot of, away from people to have a different outlook on it in a different area and stuff. Mm, um, that's a good point. Interesting. Well, thank you very much for your call um, and your insight. Yeah, and it was great talking. Congratulations with you. on! I feel like saying congratulations. On, yeah, on, yeah. On being together and making it through that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. Hey, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. You too. You too. All right, ciao. It's interesting how, like, the the boundaries and everything and the communicating that everybody's doing nowadays. They're setting up like if this person doesn't meet my needs or, you know, all that stuff that they'll just like forget them and then move on. Whereas like we made so many mistakes that like, if they were, if they were in represented in other humans and we lived in today's society, we may have like Broken cut each other so off. So many times. But instead we changed each other for the better. Yeah. And we like, became like superhumans. Yeah. We became better. Yeah. Like better Yeah, at all those things. And uh, it's interesting that he's saying, like, it's better to go through it with a partner to, like, date other people and learn things and, and whatever. I mean, that's what we're alone. doing. That is what we're yeah. doing. And it makes life exponentially well, and I'm learning easier and your fun. whole story. I get to be with your whole story while you go on that. And journey. then I get to experience kind of your whole story secondhand. Yeah. And that's super fun. I don't know. The amount you learn seeing your partner date somebody else like the first hand experience. And then our communication is so open in the way that we can be like it like let's say you're telling me a story I can be like, "Eh, I don't need to hear anymore." Or like, you know, you yeah. can stop there. I right. mean, you can't do that with a friend. Like if a friend's telling your story, you have to sit and listen to the entire however much or little they want to tell if you. You're <laughs> a kid these days, you can be like, "This is my boundary. I would not like to hear any more of your yeah. story, friend." Yeah, maybe I'll do that Friendo. now. I'm just going to be like, "That's my boundary, sir." That's what you got to start saying to that friend that talks that tells too much backstory. Yeah. This is breaking my boundary. This is actually breaking my I only have 10 minutes to listen to each story you have. Um should we do one more phone call or do we want to play a game? Let's play a game. Right. We did we did a lot of uh, Oh, we did we have one more phone call? Was it an interesting well, subject well, we Leica? Did, yeah, but... Your call. Leica. Uh do, mm, I think there's one. All right, let's, All right, do, let's it. do it. We're going to do one more phone call. One we'll do game next time. Call. One more, more call. call. One more call. One more call. But somebody's one asking more call. how were the one leftover chocolates worse? 
Oh, they oh, want to know. So on the episode, the Polly Couple episode we just did, I said that when Bonnie got you leftover chocolates, it was worse than if he got you new chocolates. That means th- that he liked me even more. Yeah. Is what your intention was. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of blew my mind. And so I kind of was, th- that was a line that Daniel wrote. So um, I kind of was thinking about, I'm pretty sure you wrote, did yeah. you write that one? I wrote my own lines. Yeah. You, you, were, write, you write your yeah, own Yeah, so I think you said it, that's even worse. Yeah. And so when I thought about that after the fact, I was like, you know what? I could see it either way. Because my point was, well, he should have gone and buy me new chocolates if he wanted to, you know, get me chocolates. But it's almost worse that the fact that there were chocolates at his work at all and that he was sitting there, I'm like picturing him sitting there thinking all day, like, I hope there's enough chocolates that I can bring the rest of Dana. I'm like, oh he's my like sitting God. there thinking about me all day at work. That is worse. I think what I, I think what's, what I mean by even worse, <laughs> this is so fucking lame that I'm explaining this. I wanted it to be a mystery. Um, is that like, if he was a, guy that bought you new chocolates he'd have to be such a douchebag such a douchebag to do that when he has a girlfriend and they're not polyamorous yeah so it was like he he like came up with a way to then give bought, me something sweet no, no no so the fact that there were just chocolates there it's even worse because it, it shows that he's he was, a good guy but he was thinking about and me. he was thinking maybe he's yeah he had just thought of you he was thinking of you yeah Bonnie. it wasn't like this manipulative crazy i don't know it doesn't it's fucking stupid let's take the call okay Fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Fuck. Who are you talking to, Lekka? It'd be more fun if, like, we could wear masks and, like, talk in accents the whole time. I know. Like, Batman masks? Yeah. You could be Robin. Fuck you. Or Batgirl. Whatever. (laughs) Will we fuck up our advice to you? What's the song? Will we? I don't remember. Will we fuck up your life, or will we give you good advice? Oh uh, yeah. I think we really shit. It's Coda. Leave your name and number. Let's leave a oh, message. Yeah. Hey there. Hi Dakota. Hey Dakota. It's Dana and the Wolf Podcast calling just to see how your day's going and stuff. Call us back. Okay. Bye. Just kidding. Don't call us back. All right. Well, that was our last call of the day. Great. This was an awesome time. It, does uh, anyone, do you want to Let's just it? do the question. Let's play the game where we see how well I know Dana and how well she knows me. It's okay. the Dana versus the Dana wolf. Versus By the, the way, wolf. my last name is Wolf. I'm not that lame. I wouldn't call myself the wolf. For no other reason. For no other fucking reason. I can yes. see it. On YouTube, they're like, why does this guy call himself the wolf? Like, does he really think he's as epic and you know, cool as a wolf really is because wolves are actually really, yeah. Wow. That is how I imagine the YouTube audience. It is how they are. There are some people that love us there, but That's most true. of them are haters. And yeah, if you guys want to like come out of the woodwork and just like give us some really nice hey, YouTube TikTok, comments. Hey, TikTok, go follow us on YouTube all because we, get is just, we need some support there for Christ's sake. Giant or like uh, oh. trolls. I'm okay. All right, Laika, what do you got for us? You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you guys are that excited me. I like sound My effects. endorphins are racing. All righty. Okay, for Daniel. Yes, ma'am. 
Name something Dana wants for Christmas. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> I don't play these games. <laughs> I have a list, okay? I'm not going to give away one of those things. Name one. Just I'll one. lose points. I value my relationship over this podcast. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Right. Next question. Fucking cheater. <laughs> what is Dana? <laughs> Wake up, Dana. Sorry. Why are you tired? Didn't um, you get sleep? Yeah. I like a lot of sleep. Do you oversleep? Did you overcommunicate? I might have. To your brain tonight? Last night? Okay, Daniel, what is Dana's preferred cocktail? Oh, shit. Preferred cocktail? It changes, man. Don't tell me it doesn't change. You got if one? I could, if I could order it every time, I would. Oh no! But I don't. That's my only hint. It's not the watermelon smash at Finney's. Come on, it's not. Is that your final answer? Oh God! I mean, I know you really liked that one, but uh, otherwise, you know, I don't know mojito. Oh, Daniel! What is it? If I could always order, Hurry I up. would. An espresso martini. Oh, fuck that. You just had one the other day. She, her memory is like a goldfish. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that a week ago. You no, would have forgot about that. I would always drink. order an espresso martini, but I don't because there's so much coffee in it that I don't want it to keep me up. Bullshit. So I don't get to have my favorite martini every time. But second runner up is watermelon smash at Finney's. Great. I was right. Okay, Laika. What do you got for us? Give okay. me a hard one. Dana. Mm hmm. Uh, mm -mm. What is what mm -mm. sect of Judaism was Daniel in? Oh, what? What? I can give you multiple choice. So yeah, that, give me multiple know. choice. Okay, so there's like Orthodox, conservative, Reform, and then like barely anything. Reformed. Well, I was Reformed for a while, but then we moved. Oh. And then it became conservative. Yeah. Okay. I should get a gold star. You should. I'll give it to you. Thank you. But now I am nothing. <laughs> I am no one. You are nothing. Well, we have talked about... Well, let's just, let's just get another one going here. What have we Okay, Daniel. What are Dana's favorite shoes? Shoes? Yes. You don't have a favorite shoe. What's my favorite pair of shoes? Of the ones you own? Oh, God. Like going out shoes or like Uggs? Doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You really have a favorite? Like it's obvious or you had to think about it? It's obvious? I'm gonna go with like the most expensive one you own, the one with the, the high the the stilettos with the, the Balma. Yeah. No. I rarely wear those. Okay, I'm going with Uggs. It's my Sulsana Moto boot that looks good with every The outfit. rocker one? My rocker boots. Yeah, I like those too a lot. You love those. Yeah. And I've worn them for like ten years of my life and well, they just that's why they're getting look old now. Yeah, well, I guess technically they're no longer. Those I mean, are your favorite? That's cute, Dana. Okay, next question. I want a good one. Ooh, okay. Let me look. 
Daniel's, my my question sucked. Did I heighten it? <laughs> I didn't. Couldn't think of any. I was like, Dana knows everything about me. Yeah, these are like, uh, yikes. Okay, who is Daniel's favorite character on Game of Thrones? Good question. Cersei. Yeah, Team Cersei. And let me just say, I'm not fucking psychotic. I just liked watching her the most. She was the most fun to watch, and I loved her acting. But obviously, like if I was like a human in that world, I would not want her to win. <laughs> but I just loved watching her. What? Are you aware of what you just said? What are you talking about? Live on TikTok. What Anyone could have just heard what you just said. Did you hear what he just said? Don't repeat it. What's the problem? I wasn't. We're gonna have attention. to take that out of the podcast. That's all I have to say. We don't do spoilers here. Oh shit! Spoiler alert! He just ruined his favorite show to like hundreds of people. Oh my and you god! I cannot believe you, you did that. I'm so sorry. Eight seasons? You're just gonna ruin eight seasons of the best I'm TV really show fucking sorry. you've ever fucking watched? I'm disgraced. Nobody knows what happens. Oh my god, Laika's watching it right now. Exactly, Daniel. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking through the Okay, okay. good. Well, yeah. you're going to see yeah, it anyway. in the edit when you Let's just do it. another question and just forget that. Oh okay. my <laughs> god. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Daniel. Okay. What is Dana's wine of choice? You like dry red wine. Is there a name that you could Fuck. come come to mind? Fuck. There's two answers you could say. Pinot would... Noir or Cabernet. No! Oh, shit. I've never ordered either of those in my life. Oh, fuck. I don't know wine. A dry red wine. You're right about Malbec. that. Malbec. Malbec. Yes. Ah! Or a Tempranillo. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I, don't, I just really I don't like, like that audience sound. That I'm is not a wine. Really I'll going. drink it if I gotta. Maybe I haven't found my wine yet. All right, let's do but another. I agree with you with the dry shit. Daniel's questions are like Harder. mediocre. I'm sorry. At best, <laughs> what? What's? What's the name? What's Daniel's favorite restaurant? What's his favorite restaurant? Ron of Japan. Yeah! <laughs> Ron of Japan. I think it's only in Chicago. Japanese. Yeah. So this is a restaurant he went to when he was like 10, like every day or something. Uh, until like the end of high school. Okay. And then never again has he ever given a shit about food. Uh, we went, we visited. Oh, well, yeah, that's because that shit was fucking good. So nothing has topped his 10-year-old favorite place. And there's like a special family thing tied to it. I think that's they don't have what the it egg is. Sauce. They don't have that at, be at Benihana's. They don't have it here. It's only at there. They don't have the egg sauce. That's too that's bad. That's very important to my so family. You, and you guys got sick every time after it too, right? Yeah. Interesting. Food that was worth it. Wow. Next question, please. When was <laughs> Dana's... When was the last time Dana used the exercise bike? <laughs> oh, last time you used the exercise bike. 
are you trying to tell me something? Because this isn't my fault. You're just making fun of yourself. You're just self... What do they call it? Deprecating. Deprecating. I always think of it as defecating. I don't know. Like you're weeks, shitting on yourself. Two weeks ago, you shat on yourself on the bike. You think I used the bike two weeks ago? You didn't? Two months ago. <laughs> two years ago. What's the month before October? September. Probably then. Okay. Maybe. Two months ago. Maybe August. That's sad. It's because it's I put my equipment. You put all your equipment in front of where it. Where the bike was. I just stopped. It's straight true. straight it's up true. stopped. Very true. Your environment matters. Your environment matters. I'll move my gear. Move your gear. Or else I ain't going on that bike. Okay. This one's from TikTok. Can Daniel do a walkthrough of your morning, of Dana's morning routine? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you Dana's morning routine. The alarm goes off at 10. Alexa goes off at 10 a.m. and plays fucking get ready because here, here I, I come. come. I don't know how that happened. Did you set that? Alexa came up with it and I told her it was okay. Wow. Okay, I wonder how, how many other people in the world have that same thing. So that goes off at 10 a.m., but it's out here. I'm already up and probably posting or whatever the mm -hmm, fuck. Mm -hmm. Then I go let Benson wake up Dana. It's and very then, precious. And then I go in either at 10 or 10.30, mm -hmm. and then I basically jump on top of Dana. We snuggle for a little bit. And then I either play with Benson or I get away with not playing with him. And then I drag your ass out of bed. I bring you into the kitchen and I say, cook woman. And no, that's a joke. I um, mean, I would say half the time you give me food half and the, the time, other half. We split I'll it. Make some food. We switch for you. cooking and making coffee and uh coffee and you never bring me coffee or anything and i always have to get around, my own it's kind coffee. of romantic we sit around the table we talk about either the business of the day the Work post the day, how the, po the, the comments the we look day. at the comments from the post and we respond mm -hmm. to comments mm -hmm. or we start writing or we whatever yeah that's the morning routine mm -hmm. i don't know when you brush your teeth anymore I brush my teeth when when you pull me out of bed. Oh, you brush your teeth before you come. I break in the room. off from. Oh, you. Benson goes to the bathroom, and I with go you. in the bathroom with Benson. We made a video about this. We pee. We brush it's our. Pretty teeth. true to reality. He brushes mine. I brush his. You do not. <laughs> Occasionally, you brush his teeth. But anyway, I like that TikTok had questions. That's do, nice. do you have one more question? Yeah, let's do one more. One more to wrap it up. Okay. This is from TikTok again. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is for Daniel again. Okay. How much money would Dana fight an old guy for? Daniel, how much money would you fight an old guy? How much money would you fight an old man for? Yes. There's how a old? How old are we talking? There's a number for sure. I mean, an old man, it's got to at least be in the 70s. I would say 75. Yeah, 75 sounds like pretty solid. How much would you fight? And is he in shape? Yeah. How old is this guy? How rickety is he? Can I take him? Because if I don't think I can take him, it wouldn't be worth it to me. What's up, at all. Ad, ad Hottie? How you doing? But if he's like pretty rickety and it's more just I'm a bad citizen for fighting an old man for money, then I would do it. Um, Dana's so fine. Oh my, oh my. Let's just say that. So he's a rickety old 75-year-old that I would definitely beat or most likely beat if I tried to fight him for money. 
How much money would it have to be? $15. Okay, well, you don't know me at all. A million dollars. A million? I had to go with the extremes. Damn, Daniel. Make it make Just, it hard for me to make a decision. What's your huh? answer? You knew right away. I didn't think of a million. Oh, so you weren't even going to do it. Were no, you... I was going to do it for less than a million. How much? <laughs> How much would you beat up a fucking poor old man for? I mean, I would. Ju- it would just have to be till he says uncle. You don't have to beat someone up to like a pulp. You just um, have to okay. beat them until they, they what give in. You a hundred thousand? No. Thousand. No. It would have to be 000. more than both of those. Five hundred. I was thinking 000? more like three hundred fifty thousand or something, but I guess we'll just keep it a solid million now. Maybe I'd feel bad at three hundred fifty. I'd do it for free. <gasps> <sighs> Fuck old men. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do it for a million dollars. Your father is an old man. I know. I wouldn't beat him up for a million dollars. I would. I would too. I would just be like, whatever I do, we'll pay for it. I would just like pull his fingers back until he said uncle. I don't want to think about this anymore. Like I wouldn't like kick um, a shin or anything. You know, I we, feel like that would hurt. Do we have anything else that we have to do today before <laughs> we send everybody off? On I don't their, want to think about this anymore. By the way, I was listening to, we were listening to a podcast today in the car. There's something so lively about listening to a podcast in the car. It really feels like you're, you're th- going like, somewhere with like 20 people in your car and you're, yeah. they're all talking at once. Yeah, and it's just like, it just feels so much more alive. I hope you guys listen while you're driving. Yeah, I hope you do. But I'm pretty sure that's only like 5% of like what people, people or something I think a lot of people listen while they're like at work, like chilling. I listen what I do the drive from from Mm. my house to LA, like long drives. Isn't it more exciting when you listen in the car or no? I think so. It keeps me company. Yeah. I really like listening to audible books in the car. I listen to a whole story. I get totally engulfed while I'm like on my way to work and then I don't even know I'm at work. Yeah, oh God, I'm here. Audible can do that to you. Half an hour just goes by like that. This is brought to you in part by Audible. That's the other one we should be getting a sponsorship for. And I you, basically just read and anyway, listen to books all the time. This has been really f- what Daniel fun. This this has been really fun. This is the end of the podcast. Dana out. Goodbye. You're supposed to end the wolf. Oh, well, the wolf out.